the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, it is, and welcome back as we head into hour two of our daily three-hour tour. Delight, as we do every Wednesday, to check in with Representative David Schweikert, representing 6th Congressional District here in Arizona, one of my favorite public officials. David, welcome back. Thanks. How you doing, sir? You know, it's a little bit of a lunacy out there, but it seems to be sort of normal for this year so far. I was so, yeah, no kidding. I remember when the talk was 2021 will be, you know, so much better. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It, it, well, hey, you got to give the Biden administration credit. Um, if you really dig into the things they're doing, um, they haven't disappointed. They have broken so many rules, so many policies, and I believe a lot of law. Um, you know, uh, I, I give you an example. Um, Trump administration, when they wanted to enact a regulation or remove a regulation, they had to go through this process of you know determining what was its economic impact, because that's the law. Um, what the Biden administration has figured out is they just they don't bother with the economic impact. They just say it's going to cost zero and then they cancel a pipeline or they do this or that. They get to make because they're Democrats, they just get to make up their own rules. Not only do they make them up, David, they tell us they are making them up. Yesterday, oh, yeah. no, they don't. Right? Yesterday, Joe Biden, President Biden, gave a press conference where he said the bulk of constitutional authority is against extending the moratorium. I wake up this morning to read a headline that the moratorium has been <laughs> extended by the administration. But you got to give you got to step back and at least give them some credit. Um, you know, they care so little and they know the press is not going to hold them that's accountable. What's, that's what. You know, they just basically, you know, throw it in our face and say, yeah, what the hell? We're going to do whatever we want anyway. And uh, the rest of us just stand there flabbergasted, realizing, you know, that the press is no longer the defender of the Constitution. That is eminently true. And what I want people to realize is everything has an effect. You may not be a landlord and a renter. You may live in your own house, have a mortgage or not, and may think this moratorium doesn't apply to you. But in the in the realm of the pressure behind such things as vaccine mandates and mask mandates and the president of the United States saying already he didn't have the constitutional authority to extend the moratorium and then does so, I want people's antennas to be up here, David, whether they're renters or landlords. What's done today on renters and landlords could affect you, the non-renter and landlord, tomorrow. But, but Seth, but remember, um, the you know, eviction moratorium is today's shiny object. Yeah, of course. There's lots and lots and lots of examples like this yep. where they're just making crap up. That's, um, that's a good remember point. Remember last week, you and I talked about how many of the revenues for this bipartisan package or their three and a half trillion dollars of pork spending. The revenues aren't aren't real. They're just sort of made up. 
um, and they won't be held accountable for making crap up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, and we will get screamed at, you know, on the Republican side. Many of our activists are very upset. That they're, why aren't you doing something? And you keep trying to explain, this is what happens when you lose. When you, in the House of Representatives is a majoritarian body, meaning when they have, when Nancy Pelosi has the most votes, she runs us over. They make their own rules. You and I talked about them throwing my little girl off the floor of the house. Right. There's no written rule that says children under uh, children under 12 for 150 years have had access to the house floor with their family. Right. Right. You know, with their with their dads and moms. And Speaker Pelosi and the Democrats changed the rule, but they didn't really change the rule. They didn't write it down. They just it was a whim. One day they decided we're not going to let children on the floor. They get to make things up, and we as Republicans and conservatives scream and yell and fuss at this, but we get very little press coverage. We hold press conferences all the time that no one shows up to, and when we actually try to do motions on the floor to get our amendments and other things heard, we get written out. They they jerry-rigged the rules to keep us from even having a voice. It, It is like totalitarian land. Well, it's interesting on every front. You're right, David. It's every front. Let's take the illegal immigration front for a mm-hmm. moment and, and, and blend it with COVID if you want to. I see that the city of McAllen just released information that 7,500 immigrants with COVID have been released into the community by um, Customs and Border Patrol. This ongoing problem of bringing in and releasing people with COVID in places like Texas or Arizona only for the administration to come crashing down on places like Texas and Arizona for having increased COVID case case, case levels. Now, now the simple intellectual test here yeah. is if it wasn't um, Biden, but it was Trump and such a things we're doing, what would the hysteria be? You mean if Trump violated the Constitution and... Did something so, that he said so the Supreme Court wouldn't been, allow? Yeah. 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 So a number of us have been having conversations of, you know, is is this impeachable? Is this, um, you know, is this something you take to court? Is what do we do? Because it's much more than the COVID. They're violating law after law after law after law in regards to what they've done just on the border, let alone so many other things. Um and, you know, that's where we chase. You know, we've got to find a way to bring back some sanity here. You know, one of the things that's so important about this, David, and you're, you're really you're you're one of the congressmen that's always thinking, how does it translate? It's one thing for you and I who care about the Constitution, and the country to talk about the violation of the law and, and try try and explain that as an importance in and of itself. It doesn't it does. It's not a convincing argument to a whole swath a whole, whole whole large segments of the American population because they, you know, the laws aren't always enforced. And my gosh, was there more lawlessness well, than last year? <laughs> well, right. Um, Seth, and you, my, and, my point and, is it's well, going to come for them. It protects us all and it's going to come yeah. from them. You, I don't know many renters that don't want to be landlords someday. And I don't know many landlords that prefer to but, be but renters. That, but that's the policy we're going to create here. 
Yeah, but be care. You know, be careful because the the problem is so much bigger than just this one. Okay. Um, and you and I have had this conversation on the air for everyone that's listening. I'm sorry if we're repeating ourselves. It's the essence um, of education, repetition, David. You and I. It's but, fine. It's fine. But one of the classic differences happening now is the left wants to make feelings, or excuse me, policy by feeling. Mm-hmm. Oh, that it's it's almost policy by virtue signal. Mm-hmm. And one of my big projects, if, if you ever, you know, have enough time in life to watch my floor speeches, you know, I do one every week when we're back. Um, I had one the other day, at, I think up to like 300,000 views. So we, we hit we hit a nerve somewhere there. You have to know I am one of them. I am that kind of yeah. person. I, am, <laughs> I consider myself but, but, a constituent but, of yours. But you see the theme that when you use your feelings, virtue signaling, pers- you know, as the way you make public policy, right. inevitably these policies actually end up hurting yeah. the very people you're claiming you care about. So, so far this year, if you're the working middle class or even the working poor, you may not realize it, but you are further behind. The, yes, wages are up, but inflation is up so much more than your wages. Every month since Biden has been president, you have fallen further behind in your life. Things have gotten more expensive, much faster than you're getting paid. And and now you have this other threat with the potentially millions coming across the border. If you're part of the working poor, you're now going to compete with them sometime in the future for your wages. And we there's a model out there that says we could see about a 6.7% fall in the working poor's wages, and that could be around for a decade. The economic violence that the Democrats are enacting on just poor people and the working class and the working poor with inflation, with with the, the types of things they want to do, raising taxes. Energy prices, gas prices, getting to work, yes. you name it, you name it, yeah. But, but the crazy thing, like in, in the corporate income tax they're talking about, yep. a lot of people say, well, let's get those corporations. What happens when I can show you the math says it will unemploy a million Americans in the first two years and will substantially slow down the wages of working men and women for the next decade? These are the types of crazy policies because they're not trying to find a way to maximize revenues and maximize economic growth. It's the old Laffer curve of what is the tax rate? that maximizes revenues and maximizes growth, they're basically saying, we don't like these people, let's punish them. You bet. You bet. There are preferred classes in this country. It's just not that we talk – it's just that we don't think of that of them in the conservative movement. We think of one citizen, and we're not one, one American. Of them. No, and yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing, David. Well, we'll fight. We'll fight. We'll keep it up. And I really appreciate you standing on that line, sir. I really do. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. I'm not sure about you, uh, and um, there are all kinds of landlords in this country. Um, there are corporate landlords. There are individual landlords. Most of the landlords I know, I have to tell you, are most of them that I know are roughly my age, 
who have invested in a few properties here and there, sometimes one or two, making repairs, trying to cover their mortgages on these investment properties, trying to cover their mortgages on these investment properties, keeping up with repairs, and all while holding down a regular job. All while holding down a regular job. We're not, in other words, talking mostly about Kaufman and Broad. We're talking a lot about people who will never be famous necessarily or wealthy. If you want to make more renters and less landlords, put the landlords out of business, punish them. Punish them. Make it harder for them to give affordable housing to people that need affordable housing all the while, all the while telling us there's an affordable housing shortage that's causing homelessness. Now, there's a lie built into that because that's not what the cause of homelessness is in places like California. But it is a problem for a lot of families. It's been a lot of pro- it's a lot it's been a problem for a lot of families who are landlords who have also been put out of work. What's interesting to me is the way the media covers it. And it goes back to our very first call today. Our very first call from Yair. There is a certain level at which reason and fact will cease penetrating the population. There is a hardened position that doesn't want to hear reason or fact. That's why they're not asking to debate us. They're asking us to be shut down, canceled, banned, sent to Coventry. And if that fails putting us in the category that deserves such because we're white supremacists or racists. But everything I want you to know about the media is summed up right here. A year ago, the Washington Post had an editorial, and here was the subject line, the title, (coughs) the, the title of the editorial. Under a lawless Trump, I'm sorry. Under a lawless Trump, our system of checks and balances is being destroyed. Got it? Under a lawless Trump, our system of checks and balances is being destroyed. That's the editorial board of the Washington Post last year. Today, the title of an editorial in the Washington Post at the editorial board, Biden's novel evictions defense. Maybe it's illegal, but it's worth it. Maybe it's illegal, but it's worth it. They don't mean Trump is lawless and that our system of checks and balances is being destroyed any more than they mean democracy dies in darkness, which is on their masthead. So how do you penetrate? How do you get through? Yair's question is a hugely important one, and it begins with a sense of humility, not in how we debate, but in understanding how far we're going to be able to advance the ball. I had the question from a listener yesterday, two questions 
happy to go through. One is a book ever changed your life and what book is it? I love that question. Happy to take calls on it. The other is how do conservatives push and fight? How do they push and fight? Well, right now, I say just keep up doing what we're doing. It's making a difference. Joe Biden's polling numbers are where Donald Trump's were right now. And yet you don't hear about an unpopular president, do you? But keep it going. Keep pushing. First rule, Mark Levin's rule. Not mostly peaceful, always peaceful. That's the first rule. Second second rule, use as many facts as you possibly can that you have vetted and that people can't destroy. Check your sources. Don't argue and cite to someone else's post on Facebook. The problem with this art, with this level of argument, though, is that it does take work. It absolutely does. It's harder to be a conservative in America than a liberal. I just showed you why. When a conservative does something, it's to be punished. When a liberal does the same thing, it's to be praised. It's harder to be a conservative. I'm never going to convince the editorial board of the Washington Post. I might be able to convince the mayor of Boston on an issue that we care about. She seems to be halfway there. We're not going to mandate vaccinations. We're not going to have vaccine passports in the city of Boston. If New York wants to continue its evacuation of its population and send them to cities like Boston, fine. But the mayor says there's a history of show me your paper. She got the geography wrong. I don't blame her. She grew up in an education system that said America was worse than the Soviet Union. So she said in America we have a history of people saying ask me for your papers. No, 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 no. That's a German Soviet thing. That's not an American thing. Which is why this offense is all the greater. It's not an American thing. It's not. And if it's wrong to ask people to show ID to vote, to prove their citizenship to vote, if it's wrong to do that and we're asking mostly citizens, 99.9% of the people who show up to vote, we'd be asking to show us that they are who they are. That we cannot do. But to ask Americans in public to prove to a business owner or a business establishment or a staff member at a business establishment, a 19-year-old perhaps, something about your personal health decisions before you can use that restaurant? How about this rule? How about this rule? And it requires no government mandate of any kind at the state, local, or federal levels. How about this rule? If you're afraid to go out in society, be afraid to go out in society. But don't foist your fears on me. Because the fact that I may be fairly normally adjusted and you choose to live in panic and fear doesn't mean I have to join you. The task here is for you to join me. 
But if you're too afraid and need too much help before you do so, deal with that. But don't make me deal with it. There's a reason I wanted to play John Sebastian a little bit. Because I asked a question to the smart audience after Delta Dawn was being aired. Is there a song with fewer lyrics? I mean, all it is is Faded Rose from Days Gone By, right? Well, listeners said, how have you ever looked at Hound Dog by Elvis Presley? Awfully repetitive. Now I'm thinking it might be Roxanne by The Police. I think that has the fewest unique lyrics. Anyway, we'll get through on that. We'll, 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 limber, we'll limp through on this, this difficult question. So the reason I was late is I was doing some scientific research on masks. Someone said, have you read? I mean, I keep a box of masks around all the time because uh, in my car because you never know. I refuse to wear them unless uh, I have to go into a place that requires it. And I won't go if I don't have to go. So I keep a box. Someone said, have you read your box of masks lately? What's on the box that you, uh, that you use? And I said, no, why? He said, I've looked at a few. And um, it's worth reading what the company who makes them themselves say. Don't just listen to Anthony Fauci. Read what the company itself says on the box. So I ran down. That's the reason I was a little late to this. I ran down to my car to grab the box that I had purchased at a well-known store. And it's got three sentences on the back. Comfortable, lightweight masks with adjustable nose clip and elastic ear loops. It's the standard mask that you see most people wearing. This mask is designed for general sanitary purposes. It's this last sentence I'm about to read to you that I love so much. This mask is not proven to reduce the transmission of diseases. Is SARS-CoV-2 a disease? I thought so. I thought so. Anyone have a box of masks that says differently? I'd love to know. I'd love to know. This mask is not proven to reduce the transmission of diseases. Okay. I think the mask manufacturers and the CDC need to go outside, discuss amongst themselves, get their story straight, and then come back into the room. Um, I, I don't know what more to say at this point. I don't know what more to say. Um, I can give you... The World Health Organization, I can give you the New England Journal of Medicine, and I can give you the CDC before COVID was politicized. Before COVID was politicized and masks were deemed a patriotic duty. The World Health Organization in 2020, in 2020, quote, there is currently no evidence that wearing a mask, whether medical or other, by healthy persons in the wider community setting including universal community masking, can prevent them from infections with respiratory viruses, included COVID, including COVID-19. Close quote. World Health Organization. 
New England Journal of Medicine. Quote, we know that wearing a mask outside healthcare facilities offers little, if any, protection from infection. CDC. Just so you know, I'm not making it up. www.nc.cdc.gov backslash EID backslash article backslash 26 backslash 5 backslash 190994 article. So the year before COVID. Quote, there is limited evidence for masks' effectiveness in preventing influenza virus transmissions either when worn by the infected person for source control or warned by uninfected persons to reduce exposure. Our systematic review found no significant effect of face masks on transmission of laboratory-confirmed influenza. If you guys want to do it, go for it. I'm not going to get in your way. It's a free country. But let's remember that phrase, shall we? If you have an undue and unwarranted unsubstantiated or irrational fear, you're allowed to. It's not a crime. And comport yourselves as best you can. Just don't make me bend to it. I'm not going to play the game of pretend anymore. I'm not going to go along with fake science. I'm not going to go along with fake remediation. And I'm not going along with caving to your irrational fears. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. It is a delight to bring back our dear friend representing Arizona's 5th Congressional District Chairman of the Freedom Caucus, Andy Biggs. Andy, how are you holding up, sir? Great. How are you doing, Seth? I'm doing just fine. I'm a little frustrated today, but I'm doing just fine. Knowing you're there helps. Helps a lot. <laughs> a year I'm ago. Surprised you're, I'm surprised you're only frustrated today. Well, I just learned something. You know, I thought I knew things, and I didn't. So so I uh, keep a box of masks in my car, Andy, not because I wear them uh, ever, except sometimes there are a few places you just have to go into and they require it or might again. So I just keep them in the back of my car. I don't think I can remember the last time I wore one, but I keep them there. And someone said, have you ever looked at the box and what it says on the last line of the back of the box? And I said no, and I ran down to my car during the last break. I was a little late coming back to the segment. The last line is... This mask does not protect against the transmission of viruses and disease. Yeah. And I just think Anthony Fauci and the mask-making companies need to go outside, get their story together, and come back in. A year ago, we were told we were conspiracy theorists for thinking there were going to be mask mandates. I guess that's in line with a year ago we were also being blamed for saying, be careful, Cuomo ain't necessarily the best thing that's happened to politics in America. Just wait a little while. We'll be proven right. Hi, huh, Andy. That's right. You know, and, and Seth, the things you and I were talking about, I, we were talking about over a year ago. Yep. We talked about the, the mask not working. We talked about lockdowns were coming. We talked about all the dangers that would come with, with the economic woes, the, the emotional and mental uh, illness that would it'd be generated. We talked about um, all of those things uh, and more. 
And all of those came true. But when we talked about, including the COVID origins, by the way, when we talked about... Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's not, let us not forget COVID. Right, right. Thank you. Not a European virus, as Andrew Cuomo was saying. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but we were beat like bananas. Yeah. And uh, it turns out everything we said was correct. Now, why, were, why, was, why was it proven to be correct? Because at the time, the science and the data and the information was all out there and available to anyone who would take the time to look. And we'd look, you and I, we found all the places, we found all the sources, and you had, look, you had medical doctors who had their licenses taken away because they said, we think HCQ or intervectin would be helpful. Mm-hmm. But, but they, you know, the, the establishment, they still haven't come around on that, even though there's lots of studies now that confirm that, that is, uh, as a prophylaxis, it's fine. And, and helpful, and also it's measurable. Uh, if you get in early with somebody who's got uh, COVID, it helps. All those things have been proven to be true scientifically, um, and still. Uh, I'm old enough to no, remember. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when Neil Cavuto said on Fox News, "Taking hydrochloroquine could kill you." I'm, oh yeah. I, 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 no apology for that. No, 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 no. Joe Biden telling. Neil Cavoto, he could be killing people <laughs> with that kind of statement, right? Right. What What are you facing in Washington, D.C. now? What are the rules of the House? Do you have to wear a mask wherever you go when you're doing the people's business? Well, that's what that's what they're they've laid down that rule. And um, I know uh, some of my friends, uh, they got they, they got fined uh, and they've been fined and. And I was I was uh, protesting, and you know what? I not once did I get the, the mandatory warning. Okay. Not once, including when I came face to face with Nancy Pelosi on the floor, just by serendipity, she's masked up and she's got all of her bodyguards. But she didn't even go in the floor of the house with about you know five or six bodyguards because she's afraid of the afraid of the Republicans, I guess. And we ended up literally almost nose to jowl, and uh, that's just uh, the way that works. But I have not received the warning, but it's, why would it's she bad. need? To, why would she need security guards when she said people will do what people will do? You know, uh, because she has said. Are those guards said, armed? By the way, I presume you probably can't say that's okay. I'm just going to presume they are. I'm going to presume they are. Okay, okay, okay. They're under, they're under Some people here. can have guns. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, well, to protect the elite, right? Absolutely, you better believe it. Um, you know, it's, it's so. It, it's it's a congeries of lies, misinformation, and hypocrisy from the left on this whole thing, and it's all about control. I mean, that's what's happening in New York City. That's what's happening on the floor of the House. It's all about who gets to control. Oh. Are we going into a dark fall here, Andy? I mean, the school thing is is really looming in my head large right now. Here in Phoenix, we I in, interviewed an attorney who's suing the Phoenix Union School District on their masking and vaccination policies. Uh, are, are, are we going into a, a dark fall here where children are going to be punished again for the activities and actions of the unhealthy adults? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry to say it, okay. but that's where we're going. And, um, and it, you know, obviously Governor Ducey did the right thing. Yep. Uh, issuing the executive order, and you have these school districts uh, kicking back at it. But don't forget, there is a state statute yep. 
on on the books that says you don't follow the state law. The problem is he issued an executive order. It needs to come from the legislature. They need to issue that, and then anybody who any a unit of the state that uh, contests that would be uh, 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 both civilly and criminally culpable. Well, Andy, I mean, I'm really worried about the school situation because we just went through a year that showed numbers like we've never seen before with drug abuse overdoses. Ninety three thousand Americans lost their lives. We've never seen a number like that. I remember when we were cheering that the number was uh, 70,000. We went into we went into COVID not not in a great place to begin with, and we've made it worse. I have now seen the studies on children. Uh, We are now being told that children three on up have to mask uh, uh, if they're going to go school, preschool, kindergarten. I have read every study you can possibly have on this. I really think I have. If there's an outlier I missed, I'll ask someone to send it to me. There is no risk from children, and the masks on children do incalculable damage. Some of it is calculable. Most of it we will be dealing with in years to come. It it, it will be a a multi-generational issue, quite frankly. Um, both educationally, because it will hinder their education, and as well as their emotional development, their linguistic and, and social skills will be deteriorated. And why? Because we're not made to wear masks. And and uh, quite frankly, if you if you look at study after study at, at, at learning and language acquisition studies, kids um, zero to three and zero to four years old, that's where most of that takes place. Um, and it, it's just like when you say if you don't learn to read by your time you're out uh, of third grade proficiently, then you will always be behind. This is the damage that they're doing to our society um, in the name of something that actually uh, is contrary to the science and data. As you said, I've read lots of studies as well on yep. this thing. And, and it's, it's apparent that this is control. Mm-hmm. This is all about control. I mean, the, the goofy goofy New York City mayor de Blasio and what he's doing in New York it should be the same now let, let me ask you something sure. I want to reverse this on you sure you're seeing this and I'm seeing this um, we are we have a schism in our country that is 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 you know it is becoming a chasm you have the the west coast and the east coast and then the large cities uh, the urban areas they think Think and view America differently mm-hmm. than than you and I do, and everybody else does. So yep. the Sun Belt states, the Midwest, can is that is that chasm uh, uh, breachable? Is it is it something that we could we, we can overcome? Is it something that, uh, or is it is it just too far gone? I mean, I, I will tell you one other thing about this. I was just reading a story today. Uh, Democrats at dinner with a couple of Republicans. And he didn't like the way they referred to January 6th. And so he comes unglued. He comes unglued. And because they hate, they hate the truth. Mm-hmm. They hate individual freedom. Mm-hmm. They hate individual responsibility. Mm-hmm. And they want to turn to the collective, the state, to control and resolve every issue. And you and I both know the state cannot do that. Right. 
Right. Is it is it reparable? I don't know. I was, uh, you know, you know, my old buddy Bill Bennett. He has a podcast. We just did an hour on this uh, on his current podcast. He and I were talking about this for about an hour. We have never been more divided. And he said, "Give me some examples." I just rattled ten off the top of my head. You know, Andy, in 1860, students in South Carolina were at least reading the same history of America that they were reading yes. in Manhattan. Uh, right now, I don't think schools in South Carolina even read the same stuff about American history that other schools in South Carolina. We can't agree that a boy can be born a boy. I mean, right. we can't agree that gender isn't assigned by a physician or a parent. We can't we right. can't on, agree on right. basics. And there's now a move to even say we shouldn't necessarily demand that two plus two equals four. Really, truly, that is now afoot. Yes. We were called That's conspiracy right. theorists when Dennis Prager said on Bill Maher a year and a half ago, boys shouldn't be going into girls' bathrooms. Bill Maher said that's not happening. Here we are. Here we are. We are more divided than ever. You and I have a job. You and I have a job, Andy. I'll join you at the hip with it, repairing America and getting us all back to common sense. You I'll, bet. I'll do everything we'll I can with you to do it. We'll do it. We'll God do it. bless Thanks, you, sir. Andy. God bless you. I'm Seth. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Bob and Phoenix on an important point. Real quick, Bob, what you got for me? Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Yeah, that's a lot of the same lyrics. I know, I know, I know, I know, right? Ah. Yeah, you may be right. That song may have the fewest unique lyrics of it, even, even, even worse than Roxanne. You may be right about that. You may be right. I stand corrected. It's not Delta Dawn. Right now, it's Ain't No Sunshine When She's Gone. That's the song to beat with the song with the fewest unique lyrics. Jacob Sullum from Reason Magazine coming up. He is someone you're not going to want to miss. He's telling you that Joe Biden is responsible for the increase and the uptick in Delta viruses in this country. We'll find out why when we come back. Don't go away. We will be right back. 